Let us pray. Open our hearts and minds to hear and be inspired to preach your holy word with our lives. And hold me up, God, that I might lift you up. Amen. Today's scripture reading requests your participation. So as I read the scripture, when there are words in yellow, I invite you to speak them. Hear now the word of God. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them. Mordecai said, And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them. Jesus, the risen Christ, said to Mary, or said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today we begin a new worship series called Preach. It's meant to honor the spirit of Black History Month by amplifying the voices and celebrating the lives of four undersung black American preachers. Each of these passionate and accomplished people preached the gospel of Jesus Christ not only through their words, but with their lives. They were each living witnesses to Christ's transformative love and grace. Their lives changed the religious and cultural landscape and inspired many who came after them, including some people that all of us know very well. So here's my disclaimer. Obviously, I will only be able to share a limited amount of information about these extraordinary people, but the goal is to introduce all of us to four black Americans whose lives significantly impacted history highlighting at least one of their major accomplishments, most of them have many, understanding how the gospel inspired them and how their lives might inspire us to also bear witness to the gospel with our lives. So Maria Stewart is the person that we celebrate today. 
She lived and lent her voice to history during the 1800s, becoming better known in the 1830s when her words were first published and she courageously stepped onto a stage that historically did not welcome women, much less women of color. I want you to watch this short video that introduces Mary Stewart in more detail. Maria Stewart was born in 1803 and died in 1879. Maria was best known as one of the earliest female public speakers. Orphaned at the age of five, she became an indentured servant, serving a clergyman until she was 15. She attended Connecticut Sabbath schools and taught herself to read and write. After marrying in 1826, Maria became part of Boston's small, free, black middle class. She became a widow in 1829 and was left penniless because of the crooked actions of lawyers. She was the first black woman to write for The Liberator, a newspaper established by Boston abolitionist William Lloyd Garrison. Her first essay was called Religion and the Pure Principles of Morality. This essay gave her notoriety and she began a public speaking career at a time when women were banned from public speaking, especially to audiences that included men. Her writings inspired other white and black abolitionist women to become orators. In 1870, she was appointed head of housekeeping at Freedmen's Hospital and Asylum following Sojourner Truth in that post. One year before her death in 1878, Stewart began receiving a pension based on her deceased husband's military service. She used that money to republish some of her writings, which was completed and published just days before her death in 1879. Maria Stewart is included in Daughters of Africa, an international anthology of words and writings by women of African descent the title of which is inspired by Stewart's 1831 declaration in which she said, O oh, ye daughters of Africa, awake, awake, arise. No longer sleep nor slumber, but distinguish yourselves. Show forth the world that ye are endowed with noble and exalted faculties. What Maria Stewart means to me it says a lot that a woman gave so much of herself to pave the way for other women of color who would try and preach and teach to people of a different race. Now I'm seeing more clearly how my sacrifices will pave the way for others to do what they're called to do. This is the life of Maria Stewart. Awake, awake, slumber no more, but distinguish yourselves. Maria Stewart called people to live into the image in which they were created, God's. I'm sure many of you recognize Reverend uh, Rosie Groton. She interned here at Westlake United Methodist Church more than a decade ago and is very fondly remembered. She and I were in seminary together, and after we graduated, the two of us were commissioned to be in full-time ministry in the annual conference during, uh, in 2011. 
During her years of ministry, she has been called to serve as pastors of churches repeatedly, whose congregations are primarily white. So I imagine that the life of Maria Stewart preaches to Pastor Rosie in a very unique and meaningful way. Maria Stewart entered into public life in her late 20s. During the first two decades of her life, she had already learned to navigate significant adversity. As you heard, she was orphaned at the age of five, became an indentured servant, and served a clergyman until she was 15 years old. And then later she moved to Boston and supported herself as a domestic servant. That was something that she longed to overcome. She understood the value of education from a very early age, and she taught herself to read and write, and she took every opportunity she could to learn as much as she could. Mostly, she learned in the context of Sunday school. At the age of 23, she married a shipping agent named James Stewart, who had served in the War of 1812. She and her husband became members of a small but vibrant free black community in Boston's Beacon Hill area and attended Boston's African Baptist Church. In Boston, they met a man named David Walker, who was an abolitionist and made a strong impression on Maria Stewart, significantly influencing her thinking and future writing and subsequent speaking engagements. Sadly, just about three years after she got married, her husband died, and the white executors of James Stewart's estate, through a series of unscrupulous legal actions, left Maria Stewart completely penniless. As her religious faith deepened, though, Miss Stewart found herself called to speak out against the racism and segregation that she had experienced in some rather groundbreaking ways. William Lloyd Garrison was an abolitionist, a suffragist, and a civil rights advocate who was also a printer and a newspaper publisher. In 1831, he established a newspaper called The Liberator, and he very specifically called for black women to write in its pages. Well, Maria Stewart heard the call and submitted an essay titled it's a very long title, you heard part of it a minute ago, Religion and the Pure Principles of Morality, the Sure Foundation on Which We Must Build. And she became the first black woman to be published. Her article gained her notoriety that then launched a speaking career. During a period of history when women rarely, if ever, spoke in public settings, Maria Stewart first spoke before an audience of only women, and then later, in front of a mixed audience, one that was referred to at the time as a promiscuous audience. <laughs> Woo. Her second speech in September of 1832 was delivered at Franklin Hall, and this was the speech that, was, uh, that included men in the audience. And it became one of the first recorded instances of an American woman of any race to speak in public. And that's what she's best known for, being one of the earliest American female public speakers. Now, she was fiery. I encourage you and invite you to, to, I mean, you can look her up online and find most of her speeches and read them. She used biblical language and, and imagery. 
uh, very powerfully to condemn slavery and racism and to advocate for the education of black children as the foundation that would empower them to realize their potential and that would raise up future black leaders. Her ideas, and especially her courage, to step into the public sphere inspired many people, including Frederick Douglass, a man who went from being a slave to becoming an internationally renowned activist and orator, and of course, Sojourner Truth, who most of us have heard of, maybe even read some of her writings. She was an abolitionist as well as an advocate for women's rights, and she became a powerful public speaker in her own right following in Maria Stewart's footsteps. As you can imagine, Maria Stewart faced a lot of criticism for speaking publicly, which may be why her speaking career, sadly, was so short, consisting of only four speeches and spanning only 18 months. In her final speech, known as her farewell address, Stewart grounds her identity in the truth that she and, in fact, all humans, even women, even women of color, are created in the image of God and, as such, have equal value and should be nurtured in and encouraged to live into their God-given gifts and vocational call. She cites many women of the Bible who God called into significant leadership roles. Rather than summarize her thought in my words and in the spirit of amplifying the voices of undersung black preachers, I want to quote some of Miss Stewart's speech. <laughs> I love this line. What if I am a woman, she challenges, is not the God of ancient times the God of these modern days? Did he not raise up Deborah to be a mother and a judge in Israel? Did not Queen Esther save the lives of the Jews? And Mary Magdalene first declare the resurrection of Christ from the dead? Come, said the woman of Samaria, and see a man that hath told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? St. Paul declared that it was a shame for a woman to speak in public. Yet our great high priest and advocate that is, Jesus Christ, did not condemn the woman for a more notorious offense than this. Neither will he condemn this worthless worm. The bruised reed he will not break, and the smoking flax he will not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. Did St. Paul but know of our wrongs and deprivations, I presume he would make no objection to our pleading in public for our rights. Again, holy women ministered unto Christ and the apostles, and women of refinement in all ages, more or less, have had a voice in moral, religious, and political subjects. Again, why the Almighty hath imparted unto me the power of speaking thus, I cannot tell. And Jesus lifted up his voice and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, 
for so it seemed good in thy sight. She goes on in her farewell speech to cite further instances outside the biblical witness across time and cultures where women had had social, religious, and political influence that have had positive impacts on our world. Maria Stewart's life, as much as her words, preached the gospel of Jesus Christ at a time when women and black people were excluded from public life and position of influence and power. Her courage inspired many to find their own voices and courage to speak those voices out loud for the purpose of ushering in God's kingdom, a world envisioned by God that welcomes and affirms and celebrates the lives of all people all the time because we're all created in God's image and share in God's redemptive grace. I am grateful to know to whom I owe my own opportunity to live into my call, to find and share my voice. I've never had the experience of being black, and I've ne never had the experience of being female in the mid-1800s. But even in the 21st century, women's voices and preaching are not welcome in all settings. Many churches, including two of the largest in the world, the Roman Catholic and the Southern Baptist churches, still prohibit women from preaching or having roles of leadership in the church. I lost a friend over that very thing. Had a good friend that lived down the street from me when I was being called into ministry. She was a member of um, a church that did not affirm the role of women in ministry. And as I shared with her this call that was unfolding before me, she shared with me her thoughts about that, that uh, she did not think that that was a faithful expression of, of uh, who God had created me to be. And uh, she and I were no longer friends after that, which was pretty sad at the time. My prayer is that Maria Stewart's life will inspire me to continue to find my voice and to speak with more courage words of love that call all people to the fullness of life that Christ offers. May we all find our voices and courage to proclaim the good news, a message that recognizes the sacred value of all people. And may our lives also preach a message of hope that engages in efforts and practices that lift every voice, that all God's beloved souls might enjoy freedom, dignity, respect, and opportunity. and the fullness of life that God offers each and every one of us. May it be so. Amen.